views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732-748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, and thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I am Lauren Cardinal, your host. If you want to change your life, it starts with changing your mind. Right here, right now. Change your thoughts, change your life. And thank you for listening live now on Oldies 107.9 WOLD, now serving even more of Central Jersey at 95.1 FM. For those of you who may be listening for the first time, this show, Here's the Thing, is about you and for you. Each week, I serve up the opportunity to discuss relevant and timely topics so you can make positive changes in your life, learn how to reduce stress, gain a new perspective, and just live a better life. I am a certified life coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and we talk about what's important to you. In this one-hour show, I take calls, answer questions, sometimes I have guests, and coach you through issues, live and in the moment. I also have callers that call in just to share information or insights or different views or even encouragement. So if you have something to share, please do. In the meantime, thank you for listening live. And thank you to my podcast listeners far and wide. And I just want to share with you now in 10 countries. Yes, believe it. Isn't that amazing? Very grateful. Very grateful. So first off, I am excited for tonight's show. I have a special guest that will be speaking with me. Jesse Peck Martin of Compass U Educational Consulting will be joining me in just a few minutes after I take care of some of my initial show beginning items. So in last week's show, we discussed confidence, specifically the differences among confidence, self-confidence, and self-esteem. Self-esteem is about self-worth. Self-confidence is about having the mindset that you can handle any emotion that comes up, any emotion that you experience. And confidence is about your skill set around a particular task or talent, like, for example, basketball. If you want to know more about what was discussed on the show, because that's just a very brief overview, went into things a lot more in depth last week. Or if you heard it and you'd like to hear it again, you can find that podcast, as well as all of my previous show's podcasts, on my website, which is www.laurencardinal.com. Or you can find it through iTunes under Here's the Thing. For those of you who have been listening for the past two weeks or longer, you know that I've included a free hypnosis recording with my weekly newsletter that goes out on Thursdays. And thank you to those who have signed up. 
For those of you who don't already know, my newsletter goes out every week on Thursdays. It's called Here's the Thing on Thursday. Short and sweet. Newsletter will provide highlights of my weekly radio show, or it could be some ponderings or a thought or a quote or links to some really great information, all in the interest of the information being about you and for you, something that can change your perspective or help you to gain a better life. If you'd like to join my newsletter, please go to my website's contact page and just click on the newsletter icon. It's right in the middle of the page, and you're in. www.laurencardinal.com slash contacts. Or you can send me an email to lauren at laurencardinal.com. I'll add you to the newsletter list. And newsletter subscribers will also be the first ones to hear about new offerings that I have or other free items and hypnosis recordings that I have in the future. So either click on the newsletter link on my website or send me an email and ask to sign up. It's that easy. Again, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK, which is 97.5 FM, broadcasting on a pre-recorded basis from Sussex County Community College. And that takes place on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. So welcome to 95.1 FM listeners and welcome to Sussex County listeners. As you know, the shows are recorded live from 7 to 8 p.m. on Monday nights on 107.9 WOLD. And as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at WOLDradio.com through the TuneIn Radio app on your Android phones or on the free Apple device app. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing on WOLD. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, and tonight we are going to be speaking with Jesse Peck Martin. And you may ask yourself, Jesse is from Compass U Educational Consulting. You may ask yourself, given the usual content we cover, which is certainly informational and sometimes deeper than others, that this content matter and the subject matter is a little different for tonight that it's about, the sh tonight's show is about working with college admissions. And the reason why I'm doing it is that the philosophy of Jessie and her company is so in line with what I talk about on a regular basis. And the other part is that everyone knows someone that's going through the college application idea, let's say, whether it's kids or grandkids, nieces or nephews, whether these kids are actively in it or they're about to go through it or parents are thinking about it a few years down the road. My reason for stating it this way is that while it may seem like the college application process isn't something active in everyone in the moment, this is information that we can have. It's, and we all know someone. So similar to when I do a show about anxiety, we either have it or we know someone. Um, about addiction, we either have it or we know someone. This is the same thing. This is information and service to somebody who could benefit from it. We either have someone in our lives in the college application process or we know someone. So it's, it's in that service to help with the situation. And the information is viable, it's relevant, and it's timely. So, and it's really, with Jesse, the college application process is so much more than just college, admiss college admissions. And if you have someone or you know someone in that stage of life, you know how important it is for them to be moving forward in the world, feeling good about themselves. And you also know that subject, moving forward and feeling good, 
is so closely linked to everything that I consider, everything I talk about, and what I want for all of us. So, well, additionally, Jessie's really fun. She's funny. She's intelligent. I think we're just going to have a really good time. So it'll be a good show. Please consider calling in to ask questions of Jessie regarding the college application process or call in regarding that idea of confidence and going to school. The number to reach Jessie or me, but because Jessie is my guest tonight, I'm thinking you want to talk to Jessie. The number is 732-748-1079. And we can begin taking your calls pretty quickly. I have a number of questions that uh, I've lined up for Jessie. But the questions that you have may be one and the same, so I'd rather you speak directly with Jesse. Now, Compass U Educational Services offers personalized one-on-one -on -one support through the whole entire college search and admissions process. And if you listened last week or if you've heard any of the promotions on WOLD, you know that Jesse works with clients both in person and all over the world. She talks with people through Skype, so... She has clients everywhere. She has a Master's of Education from Lehigh University and is a member of the Independent, Independent Educational Consultants Association as well as the New Jersey Association of College Admissions Counselors. And while Jessie has, in one way or another, been in educational consulting for years, she officially began working with students to help them bring their best, their best selves to college admissions in 2013. And then, in early 2014, Compass U was founded. Jessie practices, Jessie's practice uses two specific methods to teach families and students how to thrive in the midst of the college admissions fear frenzy, because sometimes it really can be that way, right? The fear frenzy. And it's shifting the mindset from panic to purpose and acting proactively rather than reactively. And Compass U does this by starting the process with the student. And we're going to get all of that information about how Jesse does that in just a few minutes. And all of this is because building an authentic application and a life that is based on purpose are intrinsically intertwined. And Jesse posts regularly to her blog, so you can get a lot of information from her that way. That's uh, called Admissions on Purpose, and you can sign up at www.compass-u.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Jesse Peck Martin at Compass U, and that's the letter U, not the word. www.compass-u.com, and you can also Google Jesse Peck Martin to navigate to our website. And now, I'd like to introduce you to Jesse Peck Martin. Jesse, are you there? I'm here. How are you, Lauren? Great. Good, Jesse. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me on this evening. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me a little bit about Jesse. <laughs> well, how's that Jesse, for a nice broad question? That's a big broad question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I've been in education. Um, my entire adult life, I started out uh, in the traditional classroom and um, then spent about 20 years working for educational publishers. I got into um, the business of helping families and students with college applications through the editorial end, bringing their authentic selves uh, alive on paper. 
My husband and I have been in Northwest New Jersey for 24 years, and we have four children. We have uh, two in college and two in middle school at this, at this okay. time. So <clears throat> lots of family experiences, um, been through a lot with our own children, seen a lot with the families and students that I work with, and there's a lot of common themes that run throughout um, you know, the stress around the kitchen table as people are trying to figure out how to navigate this incredibly complex process. Stress around the kitchen table. That's that's not really very common, is it? (laughs) Yeah, there's plenty of that to go around. And so a lot of what I do is to to help mitigate that so that we can get at the good stuff that should come out of this process as opposed to continually reacting to what is difficult about it. Great. So... In my introduction, I spoke a little bit about of how Compass U came to be. Is there yeah. anything, I mean, and you gave some of your background, is there anything more that you want to add or enhance that story about Compass U, like why you do what you do? Why I do what I do? Well, there's a lot of reasons why I do what I do. First of all, I just, I, I just I love it. Um, the story about how I came uh, to do this work um, it's really through experiences, an experience that we had with our oldest, um, our oldest child when he went through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I uh, both have uh, graduate degrees. My husband from Hopkins. I did my graduate work at Lehigh. He was um, very. He was a top performing student at a very well known college prep school, and <clears throat> we took him on visits. He did the interviews. We, um, you know, he had great test scores, great extracurriculars, and he, and he was very, he was an independent, really independent child, and he told me, Mom, I don't, I don't want to share my essays with you. My counselor's taken a look at them, and I'm completely covered. At the time, I was working on a really intense um, textbook project, had three other mm-hmm. kids in the house. I'm like, okay, we've, we've done all this work. You're going to be fine. He was convinced he was going to the University of Pennsylvania, early decision. He was certainly met all the criteria for their student body. And I was like, well, you know, it may not work out. It is an Ivy League school. Um, and it turned out that he was, in fact, denied early decision. Mm-hmm. And he was devastated by it. And I said, well, I think you need to share your essays with me now. You know, your mom's been, your mom's been a writer for years, and I'm in, you know, and education. Let me just take a look sure. at her. And what we found was when I when I read through his essays was that he, you know, his best self um, was not coming through in those pieces that he had mm-hmm. written. His, um, you know, he sounded he sounded uh, pompous and brash. And I knew that this was, you know, sort of his feelings of insecurity and that unsavory mix of that insecure uh, braggart who was a, you know, very high-achieving student, but going mm-hmm. through a really scary process where there was a lot at stake. I read, you know, I read his essays and I was like, you know, bud, I wouldn't have let you in either, but I think that you could do, you, you have a lot more to share here that will create a much more authentic essay for you. So we rolled up our sleeves, and and he had about 18 essays to write, 
um, in a three-week period, which is not how I work with my students, but this is, you know, trial by fire. <laughs> Talk yeah. about reacting. <laughs> yeah, 18 sounds like a lot, but okay. Yeah. And he rolled up his sleeves, and he, you know, he had had his serving of humble pie, so he was ready to listen, you know, because mm-hmm. teams, teams are not easy to work with. Your own teams are, you know, nearly impossible. And mm-hmm. And he wrote, and we talked, and he wrote, and he talked, and by the time he was done with it, um, he had built, his application was really spot on, the sweet, quirky mathlete that was curious about car engines and physics and shafts really showed up. Um, mm. And he, um, he ended up at the University of Chicago. He had a fantastic admission um, and has done very well at the school. So it, it worked out, but I thought, wow, like there has to be a better way. There, there has to be a better way to allow students um, to take an internal, to take that internal assessment and to bring their best self alive on paper. Sure. Well, because it sounds like from what your son was doing, it's so often what we're told of toot your own horn and tell us why you're perfect for this. And it was almost like he was following that lead. Yes, exactly. And, I, and I'll see this quite a bit with some of the families that I work with. They'll say, why, why, isn't, why isn't my child writing about how many awards he received in track and field or in football or on the debate team? I said, because they're already going to see that on the other part of his application or her application. Mm-hmm. They want to know who, what kind of person are you going to be in the classroom, on the hallway, in the in the dorm. What kind of roommate are you going to be? Are you are you going to get involved in the community? Are you going to bring a positive influence to that college community? They want to know who you are. It's really the only part in the entire application where you have control over that voice. So if you are nervous, and if you and if the, the you know tone and authenticity are the two big things that admissions officers look for in essays, and very often what we write down the first time, very rarely does a writer write something right off the bat and have it published. It's typically three to five revisions for a piece with outside review. Not saying we write the essays for our students because that's certainly far from the case, but we will question them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my editors and I will question. Listen, do you, did you really mean to say this? This is how this is coming across to us, and they're like, "Really?" And we're like, "Really?" And then we, I'm like, "We'll rework it. Let's rework this." Interesting. So, yes, yeah. and it's it's an incredible opportunity for the students to really get to know themselves, and there are things that they realize about themselves throughout the process that serves them for for the rest of their life, right? That little shift, that little pivot, that bit of understanding. You know what sounds interesting to me, and I really like it, is that by you and your editors questioning these kids, that it is from an objective place, which, like you said, is different than when it's coming from your parents, so it's objective, but it's also sounding like it's a safe place. 
for them to express themselves and for you to allow that to come out so that even if they're feeling slightly vulnerable, it's safe and it's okay. Exactly. There's no, um, there is no judgment coming in, in a harsh, in, a, in any kind of harsh way. You know, we've seen, I've seen all kinds of writing. I've had students come to me with all kinds of different issues and lives that are full of wonderful moments and full of some really hard, challenging moments. And this is their transition from being a child and being a, a teenager, transitioning to young adulthood. So it, it, it really it, it can be an incredible pressure cooker from that for them. And by going through the writing process, I typically find that every student has absolutely something that they need to write about. That doesn't necessarily mean that that topic or the way they handled that topic initially in a more sort of cathartic way, getting it out of their system and onto paper, is, is what ends up in their, is what ends up in a final essay. Mm. So sometimes that's not, sometimes it's not appropriate and we, and we talk about that, but it's very important for that to come out and then they can move on and write about other things. Do you know there have been studies, this is totally tangential, but there have been studies done that uh, when some, when people have a traumatic experience in their lives, if they are less likely to talk about it with um, a therapist or to do work with someone like me as a hypnotherapist, that writing about it is that cathartic experience. So I totally appreciate how it is not appropriate for a college application or, or in the admission process, but it's good for them to get it out. And that'll, that also only speaks to uh, my point that they must feel safe. I do everything I can to make them feel safe because I mm -hmm. know how important those people in my life were when I was growing up. If I was struggling with something, they're, you know, a mentor, um, a guidance counselor, a neighbor mm -hmm. from down the street was always there for me because it really does take beyond just, you know, the immediate family is very important, but the other people that you come into contact with as well uh, can be impactful on your life. And sure. being allowed to talk about what your hopes and dreams are we're really talking about, well, what is it that you're intellectually curious about? What kinds of experiences have you had? What are you most afraid of? What kinds of problems would you like to see solved in the world? You know, if you could, if you could have a perfect day doing anything that you want where someone would pay you to do it, what would you do? And it comes from a very much, it has to come from a safe place, and it has to come from a place where... We're not putting limits on that. We're not putting any judgment on that. We're not going to put criticism on that because you've got mm -hmm. to get to know who that student is before they can show up authentically in their application. Sure. And it's respectful, which is yeah. one of the things that I love about it. And I think it was Robin Williams that said something about the best way to foster creativity is to not stifle it. So I like what you just said about that. Yeah. Because so, you can't can't control it. It's not it's not right. It's just one of those things. You know, you really have to. Okay, we're let's see where this takes us. This is going to be fun. 
you know, and that's yeah. my approach yeah. for them as opposed to, did you get those seven, those seven essays that you have to get done? Did you get them done? Well, that just, you know, that's going yeah. to anybody Deflation. Down. <laughs> that's like just sink, sink deeper into your miles. chair on that one. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not running 12 miles. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you have to you have to gauge where the student is at and allow them to, you know, just talk to you. Just allow mm-hmm. them to talk to you. And you mentioned that building an authentic application and a life that's based on purpose are intrinsically intertwined. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, the big questions that we, you know, we're all asking ourselves. Who am I? Uh, what is it that I want to be? How is it that I want? Um, how is it that I want to be remembered? How is it that I want to impact the world? And and these are all really important questions that young adults um, should be asking and thinking about. I don't really like the word should, but, but those are, you know, what's my life going to be about? Because the choice that you make educationally is going to have, you know, it, it really affects where you end up on, on the other side of that undergraduate degree. Mm. And the question that the parents and schools and peers are shouting at them now is, where do you want to go? How much money do you want to make? And are you sure you can afford this? Sure. And those are, all, those are all really valid questions. The problem becomes when those pressure cooker questions completely overtake, completely suck all the oxygen out of the room so that the other questions, the internal questions of who I am and who do I want to become mm-hmm. uh, have, no, have, no, have no room to, to voice an opinion. And I definitely want to talk about that part of it, but you just brought up a point about how the, where you're going to go and how much can you spend and all of that can suck the energy out of the room. So you're working with parents too, obviously. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the the things that you work through with parents? Well, the process is uh, it, it brings up and pushes those giant fear and anxiety buttons that families are dealing with. Every single talk I've given, every single um, sit down, when I first uh, work with the family, I will either do a Skype call or I will go to their home and we will sit down and with the student and the parents and, and we'll just have a conversation about where this is going. They all, I always ask them, you know, what, what is, what's the first word that you think of when you think of college admissions? Mm-hmm. The words that I hear are always the same. <laughs> Daunting, mm-hmm. overwhelming, stressful, confusing, and and I want to ask them. Well, you know, where's the possibility? Where's the imagination? Where's the curiosity? Where this is this is the next grand adventure? I but, like that yeah. because those words that you just initially said are all of what I think and feel about the college application process. Overwhelm definitely comes first to mind. But that idea that you just mentioned about the curiosity, that opens my mind. 
Right, and that's really what we're going for. That's where that's where the beauty in the you know each person, you know this is this is who we are trying. Each of us is trying to be across the planet. Every single human being is trying to, on some level, some more consciously than others, to to experience their best self. And what happens with this process is you, you get these four major anxiety triggers. You've got change. My baby is leaving home. You know, my 18 years worth of love, sweat, and tears is moving out, right? I'm like, wasn't mm-hmm. I just up at 2 a.m. putting that toy tractor together on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. And now like, and now they're moving out? Um, and money. You know, college is a single, at least in my house, it's the single largest um, line item expenditure we have is tuition because we have, you know, four children. Uh, and it's gone up by... It's gone up by 1,120%, according to Bloomberg, in cost since 1978. Medical yeah, I, I heard that you can predict 6% a year. Yeah. Medical go expenses up. have only climbed 600%. Food has increased 244%. So higher education, the cost of it, has far outstripped the consumer price index in, in every other sector of the economy. So, with good reason, parents and students are concerned. Those are really valid concerns. The other two triggers that are figured are triggered in families, um, you know, self-worth. College admissions uh, has become increasingly competitive. Outcomes matter. How is the student going to handle a rejection? How are the parents going to handle a rejection? Uh, we're so brand-oriented that that often becomes, you know, that becomes the thing that we're discussing um, and ensuring, you know, hey, what your student does on a campus ultimately is going to have a far greater impact than the physical place they attend college, but where they go also matters. Uh, and then there's the big one, the future. You know, what will the future bring? How, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I helping my child? Uh, because there's a lot of uncertainty sure. about the future. So with parents, you're asking me what I do with parents. I, I'm very forthright about my own personal experiences with my students. I'm not with my students, with my own children. Like, I, I share, I sh- you know, I'm, if, if they call me and say, you know, my son, my son called, he's two weeks into school, and, you know, he called, and he's upset or whatever. I've got an anecdote or a story I can share with them, and I can help them sort of unpack that. If they call, you know, if I meet with a family as they're trying to decide, well, which school should we go to? This one gave us this offer. This one gave us this offer. And then we sit and we, and we, and we discuss that. And so it becomes kind of, it softens the process. Sure. That sounds but, like that, yeah. Right? And, and I'm... Yeah, the, bit, it's, I'm it, it is. It's the, the consultant and the guidance that the family and the student need as they go through this process. Right, because it's a family event. College sure. admissions is a family event, and it's a yeah. huge family undertaking. That's well. for sure, sure. And I'm just looking at the time. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you probably can't believe it, but we're about halfway through the show. Okay. 
Yeah, so I want to take a quick break. And when we pick back up, we'll talk about that shift in the mindset from panic to purpose. I'll be right back with Jesse Pack Martin. September. And for those of you with children looking ahead to college, that could mean the September Sprint. Don't panic. Relief is available. Whether the September Sprint or just gearing up, Jesse Peck Martin and her team at Compass U Educational Consulting work with clients one-on-one, in person and around the globe, offering personalized support using two specific methods. By teaching families and students how to thrive in the midst of the college admissions fear frenzy and shift that mindset from panic to purpose, starting with the student. Compass U Educational Consulting is located in Northwest New Jersey with clients around the globe. Founder Jesse Peck Martin has been in educational consulting for many years. If you have a high school student who is embarking on the college admissions process, it is time to build an authentic application and a life based on purpose. For more information, you can sign up for Jesse's newsletter, schedule a consult, or contact her all through her website at www.compass-u.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Jesse Peck Martin at Compass U. And now back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD and your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732 748 1079. That's 732 748 1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hi there, and welcome back. This is Lauren Cardinal, your host. And tonight I'm speaking with Jesse Peck Martin from Compass U Educational Consulting. Jesse works with students and parents, the whole family, to help them navigate through the college application fear frenzy, because it often is the fear frenzy. If you want to call in with a question to Jesse about the college application process or questions regarding your student, the number to call is 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Now, before the break, Jesse and I were talking about the family and how the college application process really involves the whole family. And we started that with discussing how a life that's based on purpose and the college application are intrinsically intertwined. Now, during the break, I actually was thinking about that a little bit, and please correct me or stop me if I'm wrong, Jesse, but I'm thinking that just from what we were talking about with the family and the way that you go through the application process, that it's almost like that whole process of asking the questions about the interest and having the students sort of find themselves through this application process is the part of it that's intrinsically intertwined with life. Is that right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And we know, you know, as the work that you do with hypnotherapy, the work we we know that, that humans work much better when we're working from the inside out as opposed to looking for external validation. Yeah, absolutely. Yet our students are growing up in an educational system that rewards um, rewards regurgitation, rewards um, compliance, mm-hmm. and group conformity. Uh, sure. And what we have 
is an economy that's and a commerce that is evolving so incredibly rapidly that we really need students to be able to, we need people who can be, uh, who can think and be proactive uh, and bring their authenticity and their problem-solving skills um, with their purpose mm-hmm. um, and align that with their potential. And that's when, that's when, that's when their lives really, people's lives really start to take off. Right, and you see it. You see it in, at all ages and in all walks of life. Sure. People who people who are uh, intrinsically motivated are happier and more successful, and that's what we want for our kids, for sure. And you know, um, I love looking for quotes, and I love quotes. In my Pinterest account, I have a whole board just for different quotes, and I frequently look at them. And I came across one today thinking about that part of it, that the the competition and the keeping up with the Joneses, and particularly with social media, what everybody's doing, who's going where, oh, life is great for this one and that one, which we know there's always a second side to all of that. But partic- And with the younger generation, how prevalent social media is. But I came across this quote in thinking about the show tonight, and it says, if you are your your authentic self, you have no competition. And I just love that. It's, it's fabulous. And I don't know if you're – so Derek Halpern has this uh, web, website. He's got this website and blog that he runs called Social Triggers. And he talks about how to come up with a unique blog idea. And, and, you know, and convert that into followers. And mm-hmm. essentially his point is that if, if you follow this, this, this sort of, he has sort of a set criteria, he's like, no one else is going to come up with that idea because you're unique. No one else, is, no one else has that take on it. Right. And, and so, so and that's what I tell my students all the time. You know, they are living in a world that is continually reactive. They are called to react in class. They are called to react all of the time with social media that is, that is with them almost as much as their limbs are with them, their hands, their mm-hmm. heads, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the statistics are showing that anxiety in our, in, in our teenage population is, is skyrocketing. And we really, you know, in 2015, oh, yeah. the Department of Health and Human Services reported that, you know, 3 million kids ages 12 to 17 reported a major depressive incident. You know, the Institute of Mental Health reports that, you know, 33% of girls and 20% of boys have reported anxiety disorder. The word and in, I absolutely believe it because the... The stress and anxiety are what I see most frequently in my office, and I've mentioned it on the show before. I've had clients in my office as young as 12 years old with full-blown anxiety attacks. Yes. It is absolutely prevalent, and I feel like growing up, anxiety was there, but not like it is now because everything is exposed. The world is watching. The world is watching, and social media, there, mm-hmm. there's very little wiggle room to make a mistake. Because somebody's right. videoing it, somebody's feeding it, somebody's Snapchatting it, somebody's Instagramming it. 
and they're there's just and they they have you know intense consequences. Um, sure. In the, the news last year, there was a private Facebook group of you know accepted Harvard students, and a number of students lost their offers at Harvard because of what they posted on this site. And yeah. and it's, mm-hmm. you know that's a, that would be a really tough lesson, wouldn't it? Oh sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, and given all of this, it's yeah. it's difficult, particularly for the young adults, to understand the difference between being proactive and being reactive, because so often we're in that reactive mode. So talk to me a little bit about that, about how you go through that process of being proactive versus reactive. Well, it's interesting because... I work with, you know, as with, as with everyone, there's a broad spectrum of how students come to me. Some students come to me and they're like, I want to research this particular um, aspect of science. I, I want to I learn more about the microbiome and I want to, you know, create a cure for whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have other students who come to me who are very good students. And they've put down maybe something that they're interested in engineering, and you'll say, well, why would you like to be an engineer? And there will be just a, almost a paralysis. Like it never occurred to them to think about why. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. sounded, it, 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 it feels It sounded odd. good. It sounded good. It sounded good. I'm not really sure what it has to do with me, right? right. But it sounds <laughs> good. So... Then, then that's where we start sort of peeling the layers back, and, and and a really nice exercise that can help anyone at any age if they're having difficulty, how they're having difficulty articulating their intellectual curiosity, mm-hmm. they're having difficulty sort of describing that pattern to themselves because maybe they've never tracked it, but to but to, to, but to read, I have my students read. I'll say, listen, you're going to need to read two articles a week. You're going to need to post those two links into this Google chart that I make for them. And you're going to need to write a phrase, why does this article appeal to you? And over a period, I'll typically we'll do it maybe for six weeks with them. You know, indefinitely just sounds way too long. You know, we've got the 30-day the diet. We've got the seven-day right. fix. We've got sure. the right... So, you know, I engage that with a student. If a student is, you know, I feel like they can only do it for a week. Okay, I want you to post something once a day for a week, and then let's see what we have. And there's always a pattern that shows up and what it is that they're they're just sort of magnetized to. What is it that they're automatically drawn to when when there's no parameters on the outcome? Right. And see, and now that's it, fascinating to me because you're in a position to synthesize that information that others might not be able to or interested in or, well, you're just in that position to see that. Right. And I've been doing it for a while. And, and you know, another interesting thing that, um, that students will look at me like I'm just I'm off my rocker sometimes. I'll say to them, 
Well, if you're just, with, you know, let's say, let's say I have a student that's come to me at the beginning of high school and they're trying to pick classes. And so we're reading class descriptions, we're talking about some of the projects they've enjoyed in the past, what do they do in their free time, so, you know, really sort of taking a little assessment, okay, where have you been and how does that relate to where you want to go? What's the bridge there? And they'll, and I'll say, well, all right, so let's do a little bit of research. And I said, so where, where are you feeling it? And they're like, feeling it. I'm like, yeah, where are you feeling it in your gut? Where are you feeling it? You know, this is not just a neck up. This is a whole. Sure. Your body is. You're speaking my language, Jesse. You are speaking my language. (laughs) You gotta feel it. Uh, There are so. I mean, I would say, fifty percent of the students that I work with have never heard, have never had anybody ask them that question in relationship to picking courses or talking about what they've done in school. It's. It's so compartmentalized, and our society and our work is becoming less compartmentalized, right? Sure. So we've, we've really got to make that shift. Um, and if they can start listening, that's just part of finding their authentic self. It's not just the voice, but it's the authentic feeling for inside out. And interesting, because you're listening to them so that they can listen to themselves. Yes, exactly. And and it's often as important to listen to what they're saying as to also what they're not saying. Oh, absolutely. And not ask questions about what it is they're not telling me. (laughs) That's right. Reading the energy beyond the words. Right, right. Yeah, that is is coaching, right? That is coaching. Mm -hmm. It, it, it's, it's coaching, it's college admissions with a life coaching approach as opposed to, as opposed to just the, um, you know, as opposed to starting with the school, we're going to start with the student. As opposed to uh, starting with the outcome, we're going to start with who the student is. And that is, that's how I've developed the philosophy of my practice and that, that's what I always come back to. I'm, if I'm sort of at a stuck point with a student, I will um, I will absolutely okay go back to okay we're going to go back to inside out. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. to the core and ask them some questions. But it, it you know it also depends on the amount of time that I have with a particular student and how willing they are, right? So sure. when, when do families so, call me? Well, that has that really affects. Um, the timeline of the process. And let's let's talk about that timeline. At what point is it, well, I guess it's twofold. At what point is it best for you to work with students or start getting involved with students? And what scenarios, I'm sure there's some funny situations that you could share with us about different different points in time that you've gotten involved with with students in the past. Right. So... The ideal time for a student to begin working with me is uh, I, I like to start seeing them between their sophomore and junior year. I don't have okay. to meet with them often. It's not, it's not as intense, say, as the summer before their senior year. But it, it provides a space for us to really have sort of an open conversation, and there's time to shift gears. 
Right, but colleges are looking to build a well-rounded class. They aren't necessarily looking for very well-rounded students, especially the more selective the school, the more pointed or specialized they expect students to be. Mm. And so if you have a really high-achieving student that feels that they need to do a certain amount of community service and play a certain number of instruments and, uh, you know, take the 10 APs and study for these tests, and we're, we can take a look at what those extra careers, that allows us time to say, hey, listen, what's most valuable to you and how can we help you sort of assess what it is that you're doing with your time outside of school so that you can go more deeply into something that you really care about and maybe have mm-hmm. a leadership role and bring something, you know, create something, hold a fundraiser, start a club, uh, write a blog, um, read, you know, I'll give reading lists to students who are willing. Say, hey, you know, I think you're interested in this, or I will find things I come across um, in the news that I think are, you know, I have a student right now who is a nationally ranked chess player, you know, finding interesting articles about chess and just sort of dropping in the links. Hey, check this out. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. To help mm-hmm. facilitate more conversations. There is a lot, though, that can be done. Like we said, you know, um, I don't recommend it, but, yes, students can pull together a fantastic um, application and do a tremendous amount of writing in a short time, right? Some of us work really well under pressure. Uh, One story story that I'd like to share is, you know, people will say to me, well, you know, how important is the essay anyway? Really? Really going to spend all this time on the writing, right? And I say, well, you know, here's been, here's been my experience. So um, before I started my practice, I had a friend of ours uh, come to us. And she had, she was a phenomenal student. She was at a high-end prep school, in uh, boarding school in Connecticut. She had top test scores top SAT, you know, a subject test scores, top AP scores. She spoke Arabic. She done an internship with the State Department. She had the golden resume, right? Sure, she, just a little she, bit of an underachiever, right? Just a little bit of an underachiever. Would you like to take a nap? Would you like to come into my office and take a nap, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, just reading the resume, I want to go take a nap. Um, so, mm. like, the mere mortals are looking at this going, oh, my word. And, uh, and you know, kids can achieve all kinds of things. I'm, but to illustrate my point, she had been denied from her two top choices. She had applied early action to University of Chicago, and she had applied early decision to Cornell. And she was pretty sure she was going to get into one of those two schools. When she got denied across the board, the parents, came, you know, came to me, friends of ours, and said, you know, would you be willing to sit down and work with her on her essays? And when we, when we went to her essays, who she was, I couldn't, I couldn't, the way they were written, I couldn't, she was, it wasn't clear who she was or what she wanted. And that's totally understandable for Mm -hmm. a 17 or 18 year old in the process. But let's take a look at everything that she's done. And let's rework these essays. And she pulled them apart, and she wrote, and she wrote. And writing a mini memoir that 
walks that fine line between um, pride and humility is a really tough thing that is not being taught in English for or AP Lang. It's just not being taught. And she ended up getting offers from uh, she got an offer from the University of Pennsylvania. She got a full ride offer from University of Richmond and NYU. She got into Williams, one of the top liberal arts schools in the country. She got into Johns Hopkins. She got into um, you know WashU. She had this like she had the pick. She had the cream of the crop pick. The only thing that changed in her application were her essays. Uh huh. And her authentic self being represented. Exactly, because we Fantastic. connect to each other. Neuroscience has proven to us that we can we connect to each other through story, right? Ah, uh, yes. Our brains sure. light up through story, and you feel empathy for someone if you can relate to their story. And so, bringing that story alive and listening to parents is incredibly gratifying work for me. That's wonderful. And I'm looking at the time here. I have one quick question before I do the wrap-up, Jesse. And I'm thinking of a particular student right now. Do you ever get involved in working with people, with kids, with young adults, who are maybe 20, 21 years old and didn't go into college right away after high school but are interested in doing it now? Do you get involved with students in that capacity? Absolutely. I've got two on my roster right now. Okay, great. (laughs) I work with those types of students. I do some prep school applications, and I also work with students in college to develop resumes, articulate their goals, put up their LinkedIn summary, how do I network, Um, what are some strategies that I can take to set myself up and be proactive because they're not coming to knock on your door. Harvard's not coming to your door, ringing your doorbell and saying, you know, we could really use another student. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah, so, full service. I love it. Um, so, so Jesse, the work great. that you do is in line, certainly, with what I believe is needed in this day and age. Yes, working hard and staying focused, but also setting intention, making choices on purpose, and living a life of authenticity. In those ways, what we both do is right in line. We've had a great conversation. Thank you so much for all of the information and sharing your perspectives, your approach, your stories, yourself, your life, your family, and your purpose. And before we close the show, I want to give you the opportunity to remind us of how people can reach you, how do they find you. Okay. Well, you can find me um, at my website, compass-u.com, and that's the U underscore letter U. You can Google uh, Jesse Peck Martin to also navigate to that website. You can find me at Twitter, Jesse Peck Martin at Compass U. You can also find Compass U Educational on Facebook. If you go to my website, there's a contact and event contact and event form. And if you give me your email, I will uh, I send out um, I send out an email newsletter with all kinds of tips. And when I post new blogs, which are, you know, personal, anecdotal, humorous, and always applicable to what's going on with people's lives. Um, And always humorous. (laughs) Always humorous, because I just feel like that's the best way to get through raising a big family. (laughs) 
And, That's true. Uh, and I send I send out my email newsletters on Wednesdays. They're called it's called uh, On Purpose Wednesdays, and my admissions blog is Admissions on Purpose. And I'm working on got a couple of book ideas, so I'm working on some writing. So hopefully, maybe next time uh, we talk. Well, stay I'll tuned. Have, when you have the book right. done, we'll have you back on the show. All right, perfect. I Great. appreciate it. Sure. And in closing. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. That's B'nai Brown. I'd like to thank my guest, Jesse Peck Martin. Thank you for joining us from Compass U Educational Consulting. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Set your calendar and tune in next week live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night. Opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.